Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thing. But as I shared the word of God with the people of God and I looked into their faces and I looked into their eyes as difficult as their environment, their situation, their circumstances. I look, I'm telling you children of God, I looked into these children of God and saw joy. And I was like, Lord, you are something. I want to encourage you today, my brother, encourage you today, no matter how difficult the situation is that you and I may be faced with. I took a lesson from our brothers and sisters in Pakistan. In the brick factory, in slave-like conditions, in hardships and difficult. I took a, I took a, I learned from them. Don't let the devil steal your joy. My prayer for every child of God under the sound of my voice. I know we are going through little things. I, I don't even... You know, after seeing some of the things and some of the places, some of the slums in Kibera, uh, Nairobi, Kenya, in uh, Soweto, South Africa, and, and some of the places I've been in this world and things that I've seen and, 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 and conditions that our brothers and sisters, many of them are living in. I don't even I don't even feel like we have the right here in the United States to complain about anything. Now I, you know, uh, spent some time, grew up in the hood, what may be uh, considered the hood, uh, a lower income environment, but even at the worst that uh, I have experienced in this great country, it is not even close to what I have seen in uh, many places throughout the world. So I encourage you, my brother and my sister, let us let us praise the true and living God. Saints, if you would, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, with a special focus on verse 29. Ephesians, chapter 4. 
special focus on verse 29 from the New International Version. Our scripture reads, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. We're going to work from a theme today, children of God. Building others up. Building others up. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for so many things that you have done to us, through us, and for us. We appreciate you. We laud, we magnify, we reverence, we adore your holy name. In spite of our flaws, in spite of our failures, in spite of our weakness, in spite of our lust, you still love us. You still use us. You still have a plan and a purpose and a good, pleasing and perfect will for us. Father, we just want to say thank you. Father, we want to present our bodies to you as living sacrifices, holy and accepted of worship. Father, help us not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Help us, Father, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Father, this is why we're here. This is why we study. This is why we read. This is why we want to hear from you that we may be transformed, that you may renew these minds. Take us out of the mind of flesh, out of this earthly, unspiritual, of the devil mind. Father, take us deeper into the mind of Christ. You have told us, Father, to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That is our prayer. That is our desire, Father. These and all other blessings we ask, we count done. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we pray that God's people around the world say, Amen. Amen and Amen. Building others 
one of the things, my brother and my sister, that is so beautiful about our God, so beautiful about our creator, our sustainer, our very present help, our healer, our deliverer, our counselor. One of the things, one of so many things that is so beautiful about our God is that God will take us from wherever we are and if we will listen to him, if we will hearken and continue steadfastly in his teaching, in his doctrine, God will take us from somewhere terrible and usher us in to somewhere great. My prayer for each one of us, may we continue on the journey that God has for us from somewhere terrible. The Bible says, think about what you were before you were saved. We, some of us were drug users, drug abusers. Some of us were fornicated, homosexuals, liars, cheaters, thieves, prostitutes, pimps and pushers. God has the ability, the capability. God says the desire to take us from the guttermost, thank you, Holy Spirit, to the uttermost. Paul said, I was chief of sinners. I was a persecutor. I was a blasphemer. I was a violent man. But Paul says, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. In other words, Paul said, I didn't know any better. There's some of you under the sound of my voice, you don't know any better. You're doing the best you can with what you know. And see, this is why God wants you and I to study, because as we study God's word, he will take us into some things that we don't know. He will show us some things that we don't know. He will reveal to us some things that we don't know. See, you and I can only do what we know. If we know a little bit of God's word, we can only do a little bit of God's word. If we know a, a lot of what the world says, then, then that's what we'll do. We do what we know. So what God wants to do in your life and in my life, he wants to change what we know. He wants to take us from a place of ignorance of his word, ignorance of his desires, ignorance of his commands. And take you and I to a place of wisdom. Wisdom means we know. And we do. He wants to take us from a place of ignorance. What we don't know, we don't do. To a place of wisdom. Where we do know and we do do. Not just knowledge. See, knowledge means you know. That doesn't necessarily mean you and I do. God wants to take us to a place of wisdom. Why? Because wisdom, the Bible says, wisdom is Supreme. Wisdom is high as you can go. Wisdom is the best of the best of the best, sir.
my prayer for you, my my prayer for you, my sister. May we go from wherever we are on the spectrum, on the pendulum. May we strive until we obtain God's wisdom, God's knowledge, and God's understanding, and God's action. Knowing and doing and understanding why you are doing. Praise the living God. As we look at Ephesians chapter 4 verses 17 on down through 32 we see the Apostle Paul teaching and instructing us on Christian living. And this is part of the reason why this broadcast is called Living the Word. For years, we we, uh, use as a title, Teaching the Word. Well, as we teach the Word, we want to produce lifestyles and we want to the teaching to become a part of our life so we graduate from teaching to living we don't want to just teach the word we don't want to just teach we want to live the word my prayer for each one of us today may we live God's word once we have been taught we have been taught okay we hear what God's and I said, do it this way, go this way, that way, that way. Now we want to live the word. Paul is talking to the Ephesian saints and to us thousands of years later about Christian living. Instructions for Christian living. One of the things he says to us here, and we're going to just kick off from verse 29. Paul says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Do not let. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. We are to have a filter on these mouths. What do you say? Filter. A filter, basically what a filter did, you think about a water filter. Put one in your house, you know, maybe the water is not the cleanest or the purest, so you put a filter and connect it so that as the water is is coming out, certain things are not allowed to come out. A filter traps certain things, certain chemicals and certain, certain substances. A filter will trap these things and only let certain things out. My prophet, may we have filters on these mouths so that only certain things will come out of these mouths. You think about some drinking, drinking water from a system that is not very clean, that doesn't have a filter. It's letting all kinds of debris, all kinds of trash come through. 
And that's how some of us are with our moms. And God is not pleased. The same way you and I will not be pleased with drinking water that was letting all kind of trash coming out of the... I've been in countries. I remember some of the saints were showing me down in certain countries where the water was not the cleanest. And they would run some water in a glass and the water would look like it would look cloudy. It would almost look white. And this is what many of the people in this particular country were drinking. Well, need a filter to keep back certain things so that only what is pure, only pure water, only that which is good for drinking come out. Well, we need filters on these minds. In order for you and I to obey Ephesians 4 and 29, we got to get filters on these mouths. The Holy Ghost wants to act as a filter for your mouth and a filter for my mouth. Now, you take the filter off, anything can come through the, the, the water faucet, water faucet. You put the filter on and only certain things can come through. With the Holy Ghost in, without the Holy Ghost, any kind of thing came out. You say, Apostle, how you know? Because I know any kind of thing came out of my mouth before I got saved, before I received the Holy Spirit. I, I, I shudder to think of some of the things that used to come out of my mouth, some of the things I used to say and think and do. And it, Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is a filter. For our mouths. Now we're not even dealing with thoughts. We're not dealing with actions right now. We're just dealing with these mouths. Holy Ghost is a filter. Holy Ghost won't let you say any and everything. If you listen to him. If I listen to him. Let the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you my brother and my sister. Let the Holy Spirit do one of his jobs. and Be a filter. So that you and I are not saying a bunch of things that on judgment, God is going to have to question us about. Just pray, Lord, forgive me today for anything that I have said that has not been pleasing in your sight. Help me, Heavenly Father, to only speak that which is edifying, that which is helpful for building others up, that which you want me to say, help me, Father, help me filter, filter these, this tongue, this mouth. There are people are in hell for either one of these two reasons, either not saying what they should have said or saying what they should not have said. People in hell right now. For one of those two reasons, not saying what they should have said. Well, what should they have said? They should have at some point in their life said, Father, I'm a sinner. Forgive me, Father, of my sin. I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten son, that he lived, suffered, bled and died as a substitute for my sins. And that on the third day you raised him up again. From the dead, that he ascended on high and that he's coming again. They should have said that. And what they shouldn't have said was anything that the Holy Ghost did not instruct them to. Listen, my brother and my sister, we're going to have to give an account 
to our creator. I hope you don't think we created ourselves and your father created you. We have been created by a superior, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing the Father, the creator of all things, the preserver of light and life. Let the Holy Spirit filter your mouth. Let the Holy Spirit filter my mouth so that we don't have a lot of extra baggage that we need to give an account for on judgment. Now, what the Lord is bringing my spirit, and I don't know why, I don't know where he's going with this, but oftentimes when I travel various countries around the world, I will have my luggage or I will have my uh, suitcase. Now, if I go over a certain weight or a certain number of bags, you know, I had to pay extra money. So, so I, I try very carefully to only take what is needed, only take what is necessary so that that extra stuff I probably mouth These mouths of ours to only speaking what is helpful. Look at what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 4 and 28 for the saints just joining us. Do not let. Look, the, the spirit of God is saying it's not God's responsibility to control your tongue. It's not God's responsibility to control my tongue. It's our responsibility to work with calling our tongue. The Holy Spirit gives you and I power over the tongue. Now you and else, you and I have to use that power. It's about like a gun. There are some people that have gotten robbed and had a gun in their pocket. They had the power to stop that. They, they but maybe they for some reason they didn't use it. When you and I as children of God fall into sin, God is sitting back saying you didn't use the power I, I provided you. Oh, Lord, it's too much. Oh, Lord. And God saying, uh, you didn't use the power. You didn't use the anointing. You didn't use the authority. You didn't use the strength. God is telling us here, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. God said, if unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, Robert Brown, that's because you let it come out. That's because you chose for it to come out. God said, I'm telling you, I've empowered you. I've equipped you. I've instructed you. Do not let. Holy Ghost just got me right up here on the camera in front of many of God's people and just beating my butt right now. It's our fault. 
when we let unwholesome talk come out of our mouth as children of God because we have the power to hold it back, to keep it back. Do not let any unwholesome what is helpful. So, so understand what God is trying to do. He's trying to take you and I from a place of speaking unhelpful words to speaking words that are helpful. And my prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we speak words that are helpful. May we speak words that are beneficial. May we speak words that are edifying or bringing up the body of Christ rather than words that are detrimental and bringing down the body of Christ. Don't let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but you can let this come out of your mouth. What is helpful? Try that. Some of us under the sound of my voice rather say something negative than say something good. Some of us under the sound of my voice can't even say anything helpful. Negative, negative, negative. God said, don't, don't do it. We have the power. See, that's an indication. When you see people, all they have is negative criticism, negative. These people are not either listening to the Holy Spirit or don't even have the Holy Spirit. God is letting us to know what the spirit in you and what the spirit will speak in me. The spirit will speak what is helpful. This is why God says, let what is helpful come out of your mouth. Because that's what the Holy Spirit is speaking. Spirit is, is speaking words that will help people. The flesh is speaking words that will harm people. Gossip, backbiting. It, it, that's not the Holy Ghost. Only what is helpful. Why? For doing what? Building others up. God is working to build people up. What you working to do? What am I working to do? My encouragement to you and to me, may we work to build others up as well. Because that's what God is working to do. Only what is helpful. Only what is helpful. If you can't say something helpful, shut up. Why are you talking? Why in the world are you talking? Never anything helpful. Never anything edifying. Never anything to build up. Never anything. Shut up. You and I are going to be judged. That stuff that's coming out of our mouth that is not helpful. That stuff that's coming out of our mouth that's unwholesome. That's not edifying. God said you're going to give an account of that. There are people in hell. Remember, people are in hell for either what they didn't say that they should have said or what they did say that they shouldn't have said. People in hell, they why? They didn't confess with their mouth and, they, and believe in their heart the Lord Jesus and that God had raised him from the dead. They didn't say it. They didn't want to say it. They didn't want to say that Jesus. I said, all right, I'm sending you to hell because that's what you and I have after so if they didn't say it, people that don't say what they should have said are normally people who are saying what they shouldn't say. 
people that don't speak what is helpful for building others up, these are people talking unwholesome. These are people talking words of, that are tearing people down. It's either or. Jesus said, he that is not for me is against me. He that does not gather with me. It's not difficult to figure out. People, people either love you or they hate you. They're either with you or they're against you. It's not, it's not difficult. God has put two choices in front of us. And if it's not this one, then it's that one. Bible talks about it as the light within us is darkness. How great is that darkness? What you into? You don't have the light. You know, the light is in you is darkness. How great? Now that's the question. How great is it? Building. What we said the topic was, saints? Building others up God is instructing you and me to one another up strive for aim for building one another's up watch this according to their needs all of us have needs Husbands have needs. Wives have needs. Children have needs. Parents have needs. Brothers have needs. Sisters have needs. See, the tragic thing is, is that many people don't even know what their needs are. A lot of people in the world are not saved. Don't even know they need to be saved. That is a need. Salvation is a need. People, some people know it, some people don't. Sound doctrine is a need. Some people know it. God said, Robert, some people don't. There are needs just because we need them. That doesn't mean we, we know we need them. The adversary is working hard to keep men and women they really need. People in hell, they fast. That Jesus Christ was Lord. Did they do it? They had a need and didn't even know it. The question is not uh, for God to supply our needs. God said, I'm going to supply your needs according to my riches in Christ Jesus. The question is, do you know what you need? Do you even know that I've supplied it? Having God supply our needs and us knowing that God has already supplied needs. God said those two different things, Robert. So, Lord, you know, we're not asking for you because... You've already done that. You said you were going to do that. But Lord, show us what our needs are. Show us that you supply. Show us. Show us. The Lord is bringing to my spirit now and dealing with his disciples on the third day. 
some of his disciples were walking from to Emmaus, road to Emmaus, faces downcast, you know, talking about the things that happened. It's the third day now, the day that Jesus told his disciples that he would rise from the dead. Disciples were walking to Emmaus, all dejected. Bible says Jesus came up and walk was walking among them, but they were kept from recognizing. You need to understand, my brother and my sister, there are some things that you and I are kept from recognizing. Certain truths, certain realities, certain that would that, that God said, I'm not gonna let you see. The Bible says they were kept from recognizing. Now, now it had they believed and obeyed God's word, they wouldn't have been dejected because Jesus said he was going to rise from the third day and he was going to meet them in Galilee. There'd have been some changes in their behavior if they really believed. Number one, they wouldn't have been dejected if they really believed. Number two, they would have been rejoicing because it was the third day. And Jesus said on the third day, I'm going to rise again, even if I can't see him. And number three, they wouldn't have been going to Emmaus on the third day. They would have been going to Galilee where God told them to go. There's certain things that if we really believe, there's certain things that we'll do. There's certain things we'll stop doing. There's certain things we, we really believe. Mere fact that we were going to Emmaus instead of going to Galilee, you didn't really believe God. The mere fact that you dejected on the third day instead of rejoicing, you don't believe God. Just quit, quit, putting on. There's certain things we would do when we certain things you will see out of people when they really believe. Certain things you stop seeing out of people when they really believe. Look at it. We should, when we really believe this scripture here, we'll stop just letting any kind of unwholesome talk come out of our mouth. Only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. See, the Holy Spirit knows what every one of us needs. That's why, you know, I don't sit down and for hours and what I'm going to say and write out script, write out the sermon. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. that. That's not how God is told. God tell me basically study and God said, when you get in front of my people, Robert, I know what I want to say to my people. They are my people, aren't they, Robert? I'm like, yes, Lord. Well, then God said, let me say what I want to say. You just say what I tell you to say. I don't know what this is the Lord going to talk about when I get up here. He'll give me one scripture and won't even a lot of times say a whole lot to me about that. But when I get up here, <laughs> when the Holy, when I present this body as a living sacrifice, I say, all right, Lord, here you go. You use me. God said, all right, Robert, that's all I needed out of you. Let me talk to my people. Let me talk to you so that I can talk through you so that I can talk for you. Let me talk, Robert. You just say what I'm telling you to say. Your job is simple. I used to tell my students sometime when I was 
teaching school, coaching sports, sometimes I would be out of and one of my students would be under the basket and I would shoot and it would go in and my student would get the ball and throw it back to me. I'd shoot again from out of bounds and it would go in. The student would be looking at me. I said, baby, you got the simple job. I said, you just keep it coming. Just keep the ball. And they, I keep passing me the ball. I keep shooting, maybe hit 10, 11 from out of bounds. And the students will be smiling. Ah, Coach B, Coach B. I said, baby, you got the simple job. All you got to do is keep it coming. I'm the one that's putting it in a hole. Well, as prophets, you know, we really have the simple job. Just say what God say, say. Those of you that want to preach, those of you that feel led to, 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 to share God's word, it, very simple. Fill up on God's word. Fill up. Then the Bible says, out of the abundance of a man's heart, his mouth will speak. Fill up on God's word and, and, and fill it up. Fill it up. And then let God bring out what he wants to bring out. Let God say what he wants to say. I had to think, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know a whole lot of thinking. What I'm thinking for. Just say what God say, say. Do what God say, do. Now, when we don't do that, God all that saying, Robin. I call that the lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life, when you don't do that. So, we're going to wrap this up, children of God. Let God use us, and we will be vessels that will be helpful for for building others up. We will allow God to use us to meet the needs of others. Look at what the Bible says, verse 29, and we're about to close. That it may benefit those who listen. Think about the people that listen to you. Is what you are letting come out of your mouth, is it benefiting them? Now, again, us realizing that something is beneficial or us knowing something is beneficial and it being beneficial are two different things. There are certain things that, you know, are beneficial and we may not even know it. Salvation is beneficial, whether you know it or not, whether I know it or not. Sound doctrine is beneficial, whether you know it or not, whether I know it or not. So not only do we want things to be beneficial, not only do we thank God that things are beneficial, but we want God to show us that it's beneficial, reveal to us, open our eyes that we may see. You know, I'm thinking about Gehazi with Elijah when they were surrounded by the Arameans. You know, Elijah was chilling. Elijah wasn't worried because he knew God had the Arameans surrounding. Gehazi was like, well, well what are we going to do? And the, the, the man of God prayed, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. And when God opened Gehazi's eyes, he saw the army that was surrounding them 
was surrounded by God's army. I want to encourage you, child of God. The enemies that are surrounding you are surrounded by the armies of God. The men against you are being come against by the armies of God. This is why we pray for our enemies. <laughs> People come against us. We, we, we don't pray bad things for them. No, we pray for them. Why? Because something even, even worse, they think they are bad coming against us. What's coming against them is even worse. Some of the apostles were sawed in two. The people sent me a picture of, of a depiction of how they would saw apostles in half. Had the apostle strung upside down with his legs open and tied to the thing. And they had a big saw that the two of the individuals had and they were cutting straight down his and he's upside down. That's how they saw you in two. Now, that's a pretty terrible thing. But understand that what God has in store for them is even more terrible than that. So, my brother and my sister, what we say the topic was only what is helpful. For building others up. Building others up. Let us work. Let us strive. Let that be our sincere desire. To build up. Rather than to tear down. To encourage. Rather than discourage. To enlighten in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, children. Thank you, Lord.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.